Morgan is very distracted uh, because of what Maddie Faulkner said. Well, not necessarily what she said, but the way she said it. His his guts are 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 churning. So. What he's going to do with uh, these vagrants is he's actually going to shadow them. He's going to follow them and see where they go and what they do. Um, maybe they'll take him to a strongman HQ or a meeting place, something. That's what he's hoping for. But also at the first available opportunity, he wants to go and visit Roland. He wants to ask him if he will be able to keep an eye on the technocrat headquarters just because he has a very unsettling feeling and and he'll um, relay to him what um, Maddie Faulkner said to him uh, and try to you know, relay the tone or just how he's feeling. He's, he's very unsettled by this. So, following these two dirtbags, and I don't mind calling them that, yields some somewhat interesting but pretty mundane or at least disappointing results. They seem to only tag that one building, although they go around and do three of the four corners before somebody leans out a window and starts shouting at them. It's this, like, tall, kind of, uh pretty like radical body mod punk looking woman with a serious side shave she leans out the window and she's like what the fuck are you assholes doing get the fuck out of here and they're like fuck you bitch but then they leave um so when morgan follows them he overhears a lot of conversation about, he hears a lot of their low opinions of this woman, um, but also their reluctance to be caught doing what they're doing. Along the way, as he continues to follow them, he notices that their black jacket and boots uh, and caps uniform because they do look remarkably alike. Their, their outfits, their informal uniforms seem to be really new. And after a while, it's pretty clear that they've just recently bought them. It also becomes clear when they don't go to any sort of headquarters or anything, but on to a bar where he can see them through the window getting quickly drunk that these two are operating largely on their own. Um, when they leave the bar and stumble home, he's able to snatch the stencil from one of them as he falls ignominiously in the gutter, unable to hold his drink. Uh, and the stencil... Looks like the guy actually just took 
um, some cheap cardstock and printed it from a home computer. So he's probably downloaded this design and just cut it out uh, or, you know, mocked it up at his house. So this isn't anything official. This is a sort of like readily accessible symbol that lots of people will be able to use. And Morgan has the feeling that it, this isn't the last he's seen of it. In fact, when he goes back, he gets a sort of intuition and goes back by the building that they tagged earlier that night. And as he's on his way there, there's a group of young men who are also going home from the bar, a different bar, a different home. And when they walk by this building and they see the, the symbol, they start hooting and jeering. Several of them flex to imitate the symbol. And one of them, who's quieter but has more of a deadly look in his eye, reaches into his pocket for something. Morgan has a pretty good sense of danger, and this doesn't immediately register. So the guy, when the guy pulls out a beer bottle, he's like, oh... He's just a fucking sullen drunk. The guy chugs it really quickly and then rears back to throw it at one of the windows that's within range. He throws it poorly and it bounces off the glass, um, falls, and actually hits one of his friends on the head. But um, that sort of precipitates the first that guy, the thrower, and then the rest of them to start shouting. And at first, they're all sort of just yelling cuss words and abuse. Like the, the guy who throws the bottle, um, he insults the bottle and the window uh, in homophobic terms. And that sets off the others being like, you fucking faggot building, piece of shit. And then one of them starts it. I'm a man. I'm a man. And there's a bunch of like, again, not formally strong American men party slogans, but the kind of chanting that seems to be favored among young supporters of the strong men. They yell a bunch of shit, and then right when Morgan is gearing up to intervene, the barrel of a pump-action shotgun comes out of a window, and the sound of a round being loaded into the chamber scares them off. So they they ultimately do nothing, but it seems like this symbol, this bicep tag, may be a sort of targeting system. It's inspiring young strongmen thugs to pick places to express their aggression. So there's that. After this incident, he goes off to find Roland. This is not terribly difficult. Roland has a calling card, a business card, which he gave Morgan when they first met. So um, Morgan has suspected, since he got to know Roland a little bit during the uh, Sailor's Ghost caper, that Roland is a pretty low-rent person. Uh, 
um, which makes it all the more sort of endearing that 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 earlier today or yesterday or whatever it was that Roland bought him coffee and a donut. Uh, so he goes to the office suspecting, correctly it turns out, that Roland lives there. Uh, he lives in his rented office. He sleeps on a cot. It's fairly late by now, but... Um, as Morgan is, like, crouching on the fire escape, deciding whether or not to go in, Roland sort of sits up groggily. And Morgan can hear him saying something, mumbling at first, and then gradually louder. It's okay, it's okay. Morgan, it's okay. It's just open the window. Morgan. So Morgan goes in, and he's like, hey, <laughs> hey, man. There's a notable lack of his sort of tough guy accent from before. He's like, hey, yeah, hi. Have a seat, man. I figure you wouldn't be here if it wasn't important. Just don't tell anybody I'm living here. He stumbles over to a cabinet and uh, unscrews a bottle of cheap gin takes a bracing swig comes back over he's like don't worry man I'm not an alcoholic I, uh, I actually hate gin and especially this so ugh, I'm awake now he hears out Morgan's request to keep an eye on the technocrats, particularly on that building, and Roland gives him an eye, gives him the, the raised eyebrow. He's, like, fumbling under his desk for cigarettes. He's like, so when you say you want me to keep an eye on it, you don't mean you want to pay me to keep an eye on it, right? You just mean it would be cool if I did that. So he gives Morgan a hard time about money, um, but only for a few minutes. And then he agrees that something should be done about it. And then he starts to smile a little bit. Sort of a cat, cat-like face. A face that's like, uh, yeah? And Morgan eventually rings out of him that he has already been suspicious of the TPP himself and has set up some sort of little magical working to keep track not of that particular office, but of another couple of TPP resources, as they call them, um, near the sink or within it. Actually, there are none inside the sink. Um, they seem to have written off the sink as strongman territory. But um, in any case, Roland has already sort of begun the process of surveilling some of the technocrats. And he says it'll be no problem to extend that to this particular location. He says he'll get on it in the morning. He's like, which... Really means now, I guess. And he uh, sort of smooths out his rumpled suit. And he's like, no, no, no. P.I.'s work is never done. 
This is probably the best time to gather some kinds of information anyway, so. Give me a second here, and I'll get started. He looks over at Morgan, and he's like, what are you doing getting mixed up in all of this? He doesn't really expect a reply, and neither do I, although feel free to supply one. I figure this conversation will end shortly. Morgan will go home, get some sleep, and we will begin day three.